How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's time for the Chevy Drive Home Moment of the Big Show. Seems like they're putting a lot of those chips in Christian Kirksey, being a more productive and a more impactful player in the middle of the defense. I'd be shocked if he ever comes off the field in 2020 if he's healthy. He's going to you know, fill in that Blake Martinez role and be the captain of the defense. Seems like they're putting a lot of onus that he's going to be the difference. And until you stop the run on early downs, right. it's a privilege to play sub-package in the NFL. And Penn <laughs> wants to be in nickel and dime all the time. you got to earn that. And we saw last year that kind of caught up with them. So, you know, I just want to see them stop the run, commit to stopping the run through personnel, and earn the right to play smaller and faster on defense rather than just coming right out with those sub-package defense. Your drive home today on the fan was driven by WisconsinDrivesChevy.com. Let's get the latest from Green Bay from Mike Clemens. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. Mike, these guys tried to keep as much as possible secret during training camp. So I'm sure all, you know, all your guys that are following our tweets were wondering where all the uh, scheme and lineup information was. But how much more of the surprise element is there this year, just given that, you know, nothing's on film. Yeah, I heard you guys were banned from the tweets, but um, that's okay. Uh, You know, I think every first game there's unknown. They're gonna have new things, we're gonna have new things. At the end of the day, everybody's gonna do what they do best. There's Mike Zimmer uh, having fun with uh, the Packers media from earlier today. Joining us now is Mike Clemens on the Wendy's Big Show on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Good afternoon, Michael. I think Zim is great for Minnesota, man. He looks like a guy that if he's not coaching, he's out on a boat fishing someplace, you know, yep. a flannel jacket. Yeah, I, I would I would I would totally agree with that's how he comes across for certain. No question about that. Aaron Rodgers uh also talked a little bit earlier today as well, Mike. Yeah, well first I want to talk about the things you guys talked about in terms of the, the roster and the and the practice squad. And Daylon Mack, that guy been for the Ravens, he'd stop with <clears throat> three or four teams, defensive linemen which means Montrevious Adams isn't, you know, 100%, uh, but they got, you know, something they can reach for. Uh, they put him on the practice squad, and they brought back Dexter Williams, but they released Alex Light. Now, this is a guy, if you were in, in practice the last four weeks, they were looking at him as a backup left tackle, and now he's not even on the practice squad. He filled in for Brian Balaga in a primetime game last November in San Francisco against the 49ers and did poorly. 
But that's good. that's a red flag about what's going on at tackle with the Green Bay Packers. They got this Yash Nyman kid, six seven six eight three fifteen, that made it to the roster, got ahead of Alex Light, but uh, who's know, apparently he, a far far way away from being ready. Anybody anybody got a, a tackle out there? Uh, Green Bay is looking for a little help. Yeah, I for me, I asked the very basic question of Aaron Rodgers, and that's just you know. It, what is he excited for this season? I, you watch him stand there and look all around the field. He surveys. He's watching everybody. He's seeing what people are doing. And, and I'm, I wondered if there's things in, in the meeting rooms, if there's guys that excite him, that he, he's wondering, what's this guy going to be like this year? And when even though he's been, this will be his 16th op, you know, opening game, 16 years, when you get up under center, the first couple of snaps and no preseason, do you still get butterflies in a season opener? You know, Mike, I don't know how you can play this game and not get butterflies before every game. It's it's maybe a little bit more uh, in the first game, but it's that excitement. It's the love. When the love meets the excitement and you know that, uh, you know, they're putting 15 on that clock and period says one and you're about to head on the field, it's a pretty special feeling, especially the older you get because you realize how long you've been at this, how much you've learned over the years. Um, a lot of memories kind of flood your brain quickly um, from other, you know, opening games or certain games at certain fields. So it will be uh, definitely an exciting time to start the season off. Obviously weird circumstances, but I'm excited about that. And you know what? I don't know about, uh, about our squad. You know, I think the beauty is that there's a lot of conversation about other teams. You know, whether it's uh, Tom and Tampa or the teams that were really solid last year with, you know, New Orleans and San Francisco, you know, and, and Seattle and Philadelphia and Dallas with Mike and what they've done to their roster. I like where we're at as far as kind of flying under the radar, uh, even though we went 13-3 and last year. So we got a chance to, you know, to prove uh, what kind of team we are starting the season out uh, on Sunday, and I look forward to the opportunity. Mike, time flies with Devontae Adams. I mean, listen, he's going in on his seventh year. Just seems like yesterday he was still here. I'm sure he's looking around and looking at where are all the receivers he started with. Right. And, Gary, something you said earlier in the week, too, just looking at this roster, without those preseason games for you to come to or the practices, you know, all these names that I'm talking about, I mean, there's a, there's a guy named Mark who's a, a big fan of you guys, a big show listener, and he's in my neighborhood, and I saw him the other night when I was coming home, and uh, he, he knows football. He listens to you guys. He, he, he knows football. So we're standing on the driveway, and then I start telling him about, well, we're looking at this guy and look at this guy, and his eyes just kind of glazed over because he had no idea who the hell I'm talking about. Right. I mean, a lot of your listeners are going through this as well because of the lack of the preseason games, fans even attending practice. So the things I'm looking for, the signals I'm looking for is, what is this coaching staff going to do to get to the, to the next level in their second year? Are they too young or are they on it? And, you know, when they make changes at wide receiver, they didn't get a wide receiver. They didn't draft a wide receiver, but they got a better coach, I think, at wide receivers coach since Jason Vrabel, who you see, like, even during, like, special teams periods. All right, how can I best use my time? I'm going to my number one, Devontae Adams, and we're going to work on how he can improve on getting out of double-team coverage because you're going to see a lot of that this year. So I asked Devontae about that, him working with his position coach, who 
they all love. Who they just says is very detailed. And as Devontae enters his seventh season, why does he insist doing that extra time with his position coach at this point in his career? I mean, it's just it's just habit building, man. I mean, the more times uh, Jerry Rice, I did a panel with him um, in, in Atlanta a couple years ago um, for the Super Bowl. And he told me something before um, it was my first time, which was it was just a crazy experience just having that one on one time with him for the amount of time that I had. Um, but he, he told me something that kind of stuck with me. And I think it kind of extends to, to to different parts of the wide opposition. It's not just about catching, but um, we were talking about catching the football. And he told me, he said, you know why I caught the ball the way I did and why I was, you know, I, I didn't have a whole lot of drops. And I, you know, I was focused on it each time. I was like, why is that? He was like, I caught the ball because because I I didn't catch the ball because I saw it. I caught it because I saw it before, which is kind of a basically means I, it wasn't just that one time. It was a it was repetitions. You know, I've seen that ball come right here a million times before. So in the game, it was just another, you know, just another rep on the sideline while everybody was at special teams. And, um, you know, me and Vrabe just sitting there. So I just think about it like that. If, if it's not just about seeing, it's about seeing it. Um, a million times before, you might as well get those reps in that way on Sunday. It's much easier. Yeah, Mike, uh, when you talk to the guys in the secondary, especially the safeties, do they, I know they know about Athena, of course. Do they have anything on uh, B.C. Johnson? Because a lot of people may not be familiar with that particular name. Right, because Stephon Diggs is gone now. He's with the Bills. Right. And we've talked a lot about stopping the running back, Delvin Cook. But Kirk Cousins is getting paid to throw the football. So you got Adam Thielen. Right. You still got Rudolph at tight end. So you start looking, and you know um, Chad Beebe is is still one of the receivers. Yeah, Don Beebe's son. Yeah. But from what I could tell, Lee, from the camps, from from the Vikings, that the guy that's going to op- line up opposite of uh, Thielen is number eighty-one. This BC Johnson kid, six foot. Um, he appeared in all their games. He started in six toward the end of the season last year. Started coming on. Obviously, they must have felt that they could give him the ball if they were going to move on from Diggs and not pay him. And, of course, Diggs caused trouble with that team as well internally. So I asked Adrian Amos, you know, your starting safety, about what's he did he play against this guy? Did he have snaps against this guy last year? And what is he seeing on tape on number 81, B.C. Johnson of the Vikings? Um, you know, tough guy. You know, he, he um, does a lot of, you know, their, um, their blocking, but he also can run. So um, yeah, you never know people um, over the course of all season, you know, maybe his role, you know, will be expanded. Um, you never know. Like I said, it's a lot of unknowns with the first game. Um, you just have to go for what you see. But, um, you know, he looks like he's talented. You know, Mike, uh, Alan Lazard is a guy that uh, it's obviously hopped into the scene last year in the NFL and now – we're talking about Lazard earlier uh, as far as now there's going to be some expectations attached to Alan Lazard, and now teams kind of know who he is a little bit. There's a term that these Packers use, Sparky, on offense, and it's called marry up. Are you guys familiar with that? Because I would not heard it. I don't know if that's a little floor thing. But what they're saying is, because you see, I'd heard some other analysts talking about, like the Kyle Shanahan offense that the 49ers run, that McVay runs with the Rams, and that LaFleur is trying to get into Green Bay that one of the basics is if you come out with two running backs and two tight ends, you can't tell if you're a linebacker. You have no idea whether it's first or third down if this is run or pass. So the thing that the coaches keep on telling the players is you've got to marry up. Your release off the line as a wide receiver has got to look the same as you're going on your route as if you are going to be run blocking some linebacker or some corner 
seven, eight yards downfield. So I asked Lazard about that. You know, the, the Vikings don't know much about him either. Like, we don't know much about B.C. Johnson because he only played the one game against them. So does he feel that that's an, an advantage to him? For the Vikings, for example, you know, I only played them once, so they were only to see me physically once on in person. Going into this year, there, there's tape out there on me. There's film. There's something you can study. There's tendencies. So now it's, you know, more so the biggest challenge is me going back and rewatching, which I've done this a lot this offseason, rewatching those games, rewatching my my reps, my practices, one-on-ones, whatever it may be, see where I'm struggling, see where I'm where I'm succeeding at, and ultimately just trying to marry up everything to look the exact same. So that way, when I get out there, the DB doesn't know whatever I'm going. Inside release, outside release, speed release, run block. You know, I focus on my run blocking, obviously, a lot, too. So making sure I'm doing the same tendencies on a pass play as a run play as well. So um, there's a lot that, you know, I, I really try to hone in on my details and all facets of my game to make sure I can be the best. You know, we talk a little bit about Devontae Adams, how long he's been there. But back to Aaron Rodgers, they've got a pretty good relationship going, too. They do. Bakhtiar is a guy that, um, now could be up for contract, and he's, he was, just was asked about this a few minutes ago. We got off the uh, press conference with him, and he didn't really have anything new to add about it. But, um, the, you know, the thing about Bakhtiari is he's pretty close to Rodgers, and he's and as you know, when you have him on every you know, Tuesday, um, he's pretty upfront about it. So we asked him about how sharp Rodgers looked toward the end of this camp, particularly like hooking up with Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And, you know, there's been this talk since Tim Boyle brought it up, like, you know, Rodgers just seems to be in a better mood. We asked Bakhtiari what he thought of that. Um, I mean, his mood, it, I think he's been doing a lot of, uh, I think, uh, personal wellness. Uh, and it, it really shows um, from himself. And it's just nice, you know, everyone gets, I, I think, a lot of people don't get to see a lot of this from Aaron because Aaron is more of a reserved guy. So the fact that he feels more comfortable showing that uh, speaks a lot. I mean, I see it all the time. It's it's nice to, and refreshing to see that he's uh, more comfortable letting everyone else kind of see his uh, more lighthearted side. Um, and his sharpness, I mean, that's, that's the Aaron I know. It's Aaron that I've become accustomed to. That's the standard for him. I expect nothing less of him. So there's Bakhtiari. Like you said earlier, uh, he pretty much didn't say anything as far as he doesn't know anything about extension talks. He's focusing on football, which obviously, like Gary Leroy said, uh, is probably the right answer to have at this point in time. Uh, Since this is our last day with you this week, your prediction for Packers and Vikings Sunday at noon. And, of course, we'll have the Green and Gold postgame show following that one with uh, Bill Michaels and Gary Ellerson here on The Fan. No Vikings fans in the stands. No Stephon Diggs anymore. No Daniil Hunter to pass blitz, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers. You got Aaron Rodgers with the pretty much the same team that he went to the playoffs with last year, who he swept the Vikings with twice last year. Why can't the Packers win this one Sunday in Minnesota? I'm going Green Bay. Green Bay. Is it going to be close, Mike, or is it going to be a uh, uh... – No, I think it will be like those games last year, you know, 24-17, somewhere around there. And you're going to Minnesota, right, too? You're going to be up at that empty stadium? I'm one of the chosen few. Uh, it's going to be weird, but they notified me Monday night about 9 o'clock that I was in. Wow. And, and there'll, there'll be, you know, plexiglass between the seats and – social distancing up there and as a matter of fact we can get an email tonight on you know there's a barcode you use to get in through a circuit i mean there's security like crazy it's very different very strange very specific 
um, instructions on how we're supposed to enter the stadium, where we go, who we check in with, all that stuff. But I've, you know, I mean, I I always get something at these games, whether I'm talking to front office people from 12 feet away, yeah, <laughs> whatever. You know, I mean, at one point, Sarah from the Packers came up to me and Wayne Larrabee in the bleachers at the Ray Nitch game. She goes, "Guys, guys, separate," you know, because we're standing there talking. And, oh, you know, wow. if you stand there with your buddy mm. at the sidelines yep. of practice, and, you know, if he's 12 feet away, you can't say, well, 72 really sucks, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Michael, thank uh, you so much for coming good. on, and uh, we'll hear you, I'm sure, after the game with uh, Bill Michaels and Gary Take Ellison. Take some pictures, Mike, so we I see will. what it looks I'll like. I'll post them. I'll post them. Thank yeah. you. Guys. Sounds yeah. good. Take care. There he is, Michael Clemens, our Embedded Green and Gold insider. We'll come back. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about what's coming up still tonight here on The Fan and get Gary and Leroy's thoughts on Texans and Chiefs and who do they got tonight next on The Fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 